This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. We're now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Welcome into critical thinking. Thank you for letting us have last week off. I know, uh, Pat, I, I, I couldn't resist the the urge the itch if you will to uh to get with our fine critical thinkers out there and and uh create a video but i thought it was very important because of what was going on last week when it came to uh joseph marionette biden and uh his his admission that um the federal government can't solve covid-19 and uh there was much rejoicing in the conservative world although i don't think that it meant what you thought it meant um if you were in the conservative world i mean i don't i don't see how this is a uh moment to to truly cheer because what he's ultimately doing is he's throwing it back to the states but he's throwing it back to the states with the hopes of that they follow his agenda when it comes to COVID 19 mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with oh we give up we're gonna stop the mandate no 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 none of that none of that is happening so for me, it wasn't even a moment to to even think about cheering or anything of the sort. Speaking of cheering, um, we've had a lot of cheering to do um, over the past week, you know, amongst the two of us. How was your break? Uh, I mean, there were certainly some uh, high points and, and there was also some low points of the break, but ultimately it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you, your your Buckeyes came back somehow, some way, some somehow. 
That was <clears throat> so that Rose Bowl. I mean, I wish I could have gone. And, and the, the sad part was my mother in law actually had a ticket to the game. She couldn't go, and so she never took her friend up on that ticket. But I'm like, damn it, why didn't you just let me have it? Right, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I. I was the lone Buckeye in my wife's family. Everybody else was rooting for the Utes. And I tell you what, that was the, in my humble opinion, the best bowl game of the season. I don't know if there's going to be another game that's going to top that. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at the Tennessee-Purdue game and, and the insanity that that was. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, we've had this yeah. discussion off of air, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you had your Buckeyes win the Rose Bowl, which was a nice consolation for not making the Big Ten championship game, which is abnormal for you guys. And yep. uh, my Badgers got a chance to win the Las Vegas Bowl over Arizona State, a pesky Arizona State team. Um, they were very pesky in that game too. And you know, in Wisconsin, had a lot of opt outs and a lot of players that uh, were injured, so. You know, to to get a lot of experience for some of these younger players and and still win that game was uh, mightily important. So uh, I was happy about that. And then most importantly, um, two out of the four goals for the Green Bay Packers have been achieved. Win the division, check. Get home field advantage in the number one seed, check. Now it is win the NFC and win the Super Bowl in front of us. Job's only half done. I, I, I still think you're going to have a tough road ahead. Yeah, and, and speaking of Utah, Pat, mm. um, an ex-Utah Ute, um, um, what, 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 what was that, Tyler Huntley? You're Ravens, um, man. Ouch. Yeah, no, it... They've had some questionable coaching calls in the last few games. Um, Tyler Huntley is ultimately playing well, but not well enough. He can't mm-hmm. finish. Yep. Um, and while we can still technically make the playoffs, we probably won't. I mean, we 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 have to hope. I think the Chargers and I think the Colts ultimately yes, lose. The, you have to have the Chargers and the Colts lose. Correct. So, and I don't know that the culture, I, I don't think the Colts will lose, by the way, with who they have left. Yeah. I don't even know that the, who the Chargers play. They play the, the Chiefs. They or play the Raiders. The Raiders. <clears throat> so it's winner, so, winner goes in to the playoffs in that game. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't see it happening. And here, and in fairness, this is the kind of the season I thought the Ravens would have at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Just because they are so incredibly injured. True. You know, True. Lamar Jackson's injured. J.K. Dobbins is injured. We've had a lot of people out with COVID and, and COVID protocols. Um, the Ravens have not been at full strength all season. Not even close. Yeah. If they were, if they were, we would be towards I think the top of the AFC. Well, I mean, you're kind of running into a buzzsaw named uh, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Well, and then um, what's his name? Higgins. Also on the Cincinnati, I mean, he's got two really good receivers that he's throwing to, and then Joe Mixon's not having a bad season either. No, no, but um, but my fantasy team, wow, yeah. <clears throat> Joe Burrow to uh, Jamar Chase, all 
day long. Hey, Cincinnati Bengals, congrats. I mean, I think they are the ultimate team right now in the AFC because, I mean, they just beat Kansas City yesterday in Kansas City. Yeah, and and that's the thing that I've I've said all along is that the teams that are hot going into the playoffs are the teams you have to think are the favorites, not the, you know, maybe it's the number one seed that backs into the playoffs or whatever. Um, I would argue it's Green Bay and Cincinnati that are the two hottest teams in the NFL right now. I, I would agree with that, and I don't know that I would uh, take Kansas City at all. I think Kansas City is kind of rolling into that number one or number two spot in the AFC. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is the same thing with Tennessee, by the way. Beyond that, um, how was the rest of your break? It was all right. It was all right. Um, yeah. I mean, got got some good uh, time to just kind of unplug, relax. Good, good. Um, had a good Christmas. Um, it was pretty low key. Um, New Year's, same thing. Pretty low key. Um, <coughs> You know, my my like I said, there were some, there were some low points as well um, that I'm not necessarily going to divulge here. But right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, glad to be back. Um, happy my my my. Ultimately, I'm really happy my Buckeyes won, and I get to rub it in my father-in-law's face a little bit. I actually bought him an Ohio State hat for Christmas. I was to say, what 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 did you? What was your highlight gift of Christmas? Yeah, it was it was the Ohio State hat I got my father in law for Christmas, being that he is a Utah Ute fan. Okay, okay. And uh, I I sent it to him, and he got it, and he said that he uh, he was he burned it. Um, and I'm like, I I, I just didn't want you to feel embarrassed when mm-hmm. your Utes lose, which I thought it was going to be a close game, and it was. Yeah, I mean, with um, all the opt outs that you guys had. Yeah, we had like over Six. like nineteen or more opt outs, and then the two of those were our best receivers. One of those was our best defensive lineman, and it just—I was so. Here's the thing: if you're, you know, on a team, you don't you don't do this. I understand. Yeah. I understand wanting to be healthy and not hurt your draft stock going into the NFL. I get. I understand that on some level. Yeah, but this is your team, and you're letting your team down by by doing that. Yeah, and if I I've had this discussion with my dad too, I think Kirk Herbstreit was exactly correct. These guys don't like yeah. football; they like money. No. That's no. what they yeah, like, exactly. And that's fine. If whatever, that's your motivation. Just come out and say it. Yeah, be honest about it. And you know, this is part of why I think going down the road of nil, right, name image likeness, was never a good idea. And it's because once you've opened that that Pandora's box, you can't put it back. But yeah. at the same point in time, I would say this. Um, you you didn't sign up for an individual sport. You signed up for a team sport. If you wanted to sign up for an individual sport, you know, go go do that. And and then right. I would you know understand. But you know the other part of this is you can get hurt at any point in time. You can get hurt right. weightlifting. You can get hurt running. You know routes for practice and and doing all the things that you're going to do in draft prep, right? You could pull a hammy, you could do, you know, twist a knee, you could do all sorts of things, right? And and then people will point to well, look at Matt Carroll, right? The uh, quarterback for Ole Miss who goes down in the it's an ankle injury. He'll be fine in 4 to 6 weeks, right? right? But at the same point in time, he went out there to try to allow his team to have a moment. I I just don't understand how you play a team sport and then 
crap on the team at the end of it, right? And And maybe your teammates understand it, Mm. but I I just, I struggle with it. I really, really do. So do I. And and here's the thing. I lost all respect for all of those players that chose to do that for that reason. Mm -hmm. Now, those that opted out because, you know, whether it be like illness or they're already, you know, fairly injured as it is anyway. Right, exactly. Those things I understand. Yeah. yeah, let's say, you know, you know, let's say you twisted a knee in the in the Michigan game, right? Right. Okay, cool. I get not wanting to play here. You don't I need play to further season. injure yourself, right? I want to play next season and play with my team next season. Yep. You yep. know, I, I, like things like that I get. Yeah, yeah. That's but, a totally different thing. But, but yeah. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. My my uh, Christmas was, um, I got the gift of, I think, COVID. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> That's, well, you did say because, like, you okay. you had texted me. I think on our last show that we did. Yep. You texted me that morning and said, "Hey, I just took a home home test and it came back negative." And I think like the next day or two days later, you took another one and it came back positive. Yeah, the next day I took a. Well, was it the next day? Those days kind of all ran together because, uh, you know, here's the thing. Okay, it mm-hmm. felt like I was getting either the flu or COVID because I had a hundred and two degree fever. And uh, I was freezing cold, you know, so I did that last show with a hundred and one hundred and two degree fever. And it's moments like this that I'm glad that you're in Chicago and I'm in Utah. <laughs> right. Not in the same room. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I went into uh, the isolation room known as the office that's behind me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I spent. um Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, Monday, they uh, CDC announces it's only a five day quarantine now. So I got out of what I call jail. Um, I was going to say, I was wondering how long um, you actually had COVID for before the CDC came out with that new guideline. It was literally on day like five. <laughs> so so oh that that's see that's that's the, this is the part that's annoying is that they, they keep changing this crap which i'm like it's a joke it's oh i know joke. i know and um yeah so that's what i got for christmas <laughs> fun yeah that's i the, got a snowblower that i haven't been able to use yet yeah um it was crazy but um but I, I bring it up only because um, I had the, the fever and all that stuff. And, and um, we had a protocol from a doctor that we that we consulted with here in my household. And I immediately started taking that protocol when I found out I had a 102 degree fever. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it was gone in about seven hours. And about two days later, I was totally fine. Like I have a little bit of a cough left mm. and a little bit of a stuffed up nose, but I was fine. Like totally fine. Did you take the horse dewormer? It was part of the protocol. Yes. Mm. Part of it. Lots of vitamins, lots of supplements, you know, lots of liquid. So, so, so you took ivermectin and within a matter of a couple of days, you were, uh, Within a matter of hours, the the worst of it was gone. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting development. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, so your testimonial that um, 
ivermectin might be a realistic treatment for covid early treatment yes i i highly highly recommend checking out frontline doctors and checking out uh some of those uh types of websites and uh getting yourself on a good protocol if you feel like you are getting sick it is worth it um I highly recommend looking into it because it did wonders for me. It's done wonders for many, many, many people. I didn't even go down the road of monoclonal antibodies because I just didn't want to. I mean, I took one test and it's negative, another test positive. Who the hell knows for real or not? I'll, so, so you I'll wait go to and take a doctor to get tested then either then. No. Why? Why? At that point, why? Right. <clears throat> I guess it just depends on how much do you trust a home test. Right. And and the other part of that for me was the, the simple fact of I'm already sick. What, what does it matter? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll go get uh, not an anti. Uh, I'll go get an antibody test later and see if I, ha- I have antibodies. And if I do, great, fantastic, wonderful. If not, okay, then I had the flu. Like, but anywho. Um, that was all fine, dandy, and wonderful. I hope everybody had as good of a break as possible. I mean, it was kind of kind of sucky end to it, losing John Madden just days after that documentary airs. Then we lose Betty White, and you, you, you forgot um, you you forgot Harry Reid. No, I didn't forget him. I just <laughs> don't, unfortunately, f- for his family care that it much. is unfortunate for his family yeah yep 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 but um we were joking about this weren't we who's next we talked about that well yeah so so jo- so what happened was john madden passed away and then harry reed i think passed away the same day day later and, i think or i mean it might have been a day later i i, I don't or hours later um <clears throat> but anyway so um we were jo- i'm like okay these typically come in threes Mm-hmm. So who's next? And then I think it was, was it Pelosi, a day or Feinstein, two later? Auntie Maxine, we were all wrong. Yeah, we were. I never thought, I thought Betty White would have made it to her, at least to her 100th birthday, which was, by the way, a matter of a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. But hey, if you're 99 and people are saying um, you're gone too soon, you've lived a life. Oh, yes, <laughs> you have. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, some incredible people passed away and and all of that. So uh, we'd be remiss not to uh, not to wish their families the best in these tragic times uh, of loss for them, uh, because by all indications, they were in good health. Like it was not some; these were unexpected deaths, with the exception of Harry Reid. Um, the death of John Madden and the death of Betty White were pretty unexpected. Um, now, when you're above eighty at any point in time, I think you could expect that to happen it's just you know yeah Yeah. it's not like um there was a major medical thing that you know um did them in or anything so all right now all of that out of the way pat here um as you know we like to keep a theme in mind Mm -hmm. as we go forward into a new year last year we had a theme and what was that theme pat in 2021 our theme of 2021 was a righteous resistance. Right. Um, and uh, our, what's our, so if that was our theme of 2021, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I technically already know, but uh, what, what's our theme of 2022 going to be? <laughs> I was going to say, wait, you, you're playing like you don't know the theme already. 
Yeah. Um, you know, this is something that we kind of talked about and, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's a little on the side of righteous resistance, right? I think we're kind of continuing that idea a little bit, but I'm going to introduce this in a, in a different way. So I, I, I don't know if you've seen the show, The Chosen yet, and if you haven't in the audience, you really, really should because it's absolutely fantastic. It is a great representation of the stories of the Bible, um, especially the story of Matthew. Um, that's really kind of what they focus in on in the first couple of seasons here. But um, season three will be coming out in 2022. Um, so check it out. You can download the app. You can find it online. Um, you can find clips on YouTube and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> but I will say this. Um, this is going to bring up the theme that we're looking at for 2022 on the show. We live in the same world, Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew! Matthew, son of Alpheus! Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. didn't get it when I chose you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? Grabbed it without thinking. You can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? So there are probably a couple of very strong moments that people might be picking out from there. And I'm guessing a lot of them are going to think the theme is follow me. Nope. <laughs> we are not that presumptuous. <laughs> that in that in that scene, you see Jesus ask Matthew to follow him. 
we're not asking you to follow us. That, that that's not the theme that we're going with here. We're not even necessarily asking you to follow Jesus because I I'm pretty sure that there are people in this audience that aren't necessarily Christian, and that's okay. So this isn't necessarily a religious theme by any means, but there is something very powerful out of this that that is said theme, and which is get used to different. Get used to different. And there's a couple of reasons why I chose this. But if you are a follower of Christ, Romans 12, uh, chapter 12, go look it up. But it does say in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, get used to different. And there are a couple of reasons that I chose this as the theme for the show this year. And the most important reason is that we have to wake up to the fact that we are different in this world today. If you believe in faith, if you believe in liberty, if you believe in free markets, you're different. You are. But the other part of get used to different is that it's okay to be different. And we want to highlight what those differences are. And we want to highlight what it means to be different today. And it's about a recognition that we are the counterculture of the day. We're not the norm. It's not about being nostalgic for some bygone era either, by the way. But this is all about being comfortable with who you are, taking an inside journey, and being okay being different. It's the only way that we go forward. So again, the theme for 2022 is get used to different. And and I've talked about kind of where we're going with this, but there's another aspect of this, and it's that we want to highlight people who are actually walking the walk and talking the talk, right? We want we want to show you how you could still live a life based on timeless principles, if you will, right? Things like liberty, things like free markets, things like freedom, if you will. Right? We talk about facts, faith, freedom, and free markets here all the time. But you can live a life on those timeless principles. But those timeless principles don't mean you always have to look backwards. Right? Those timeless principles are timeless because no matter where in history or where in the future you are, if applied correctly, 
they can lead you to a different path. And so getting used to different might mean thinking differently. It might mean seeking out different paths towards those timeless principles. It might mean a realization that the future of this country is different than its past. That doesn't mean we go down a path of socialism. It means that maybe we have to fight for a future that showcases, let's say, free markets instead of crony capitalism. Right, Pat? Maybe we have to start thinking differently ourselves and being okay with that difference. A great example of this, and this is something that, um, you know, as we're continuing to to work on a book that we've really kind of been working on for a year, and we've kind of struggled because we, we weren't sure what that path forward was for us as we, you know, prayed on it, as we talk about it, and all of those things. But as we kind of came to a, a, an aha moment, right, um, one of the things that was the aha moment was, oh, wait a second, there's multiple definitions of a key word, right? And one of them is to make healthy again, right? Instead of um, going backwards and living in that, it is a renewal of something. And that got me to thinking about this idea of getting used to different, because I want you to think about this, right? If you love the Founding Fathers, Pat, right? And you do, right? You love you some uh, Founding Fathers? Well, yes. Okay. Not to say that they were perfect or that I like necessarily even like all of them, but yes. Right. Generally but, speaking. But we have been taught that our Founding Fathers are the things that we have to use as the cornerstones of our society, right? And that we always must go back to the Founding Fathers and we have this like nostalgia aspect, right? We have to go back. But I want you to think about how different they were in their day and age. The concept of liberty was not a new concept, right? In their day and time. That's something that's been around for Locke, for Thomas Aquinas, for Simon, who was in that before he became Peter. Um, but I want you to think about this. The concept of the Constitution of the United States of America in 1774, let's just put it that, that way, okay? As the Sons of Liberty are getting together in Boston, Massachusetts, and, and throughout the colonies, right? As they're talking about it, was the Constitution a glimmer in their eye? Was it something they even thought about no probably not no no they had no clue that in just over a decade or so they would go from fighting the british to get taxation with representation to fighting a war of independence winning that war mind you and then coming up with a constitution of the United States of America that would stand for, you know, 200 and, you know, what, 270 plus years? 
Ish. Mm-hmm. That was not on their minds in 1774. But because they were willing to be different, think differently, and look at the future, not just the past, people forget that. These individuals, the Sons of Liberty, the Founding Fathers, these were people who weren't stuck on nostalgia, per se. They were willing to use timeless principles to forge a new path forward, a path that outside of Roman times hadn't been tried in over a millennia, almost two millennia at that point. And I, I think you're onto something with, you know, the nostalgia of going back to the founding fathers. I, I think it's one thing to remember them. But the one problem I've, I've, and I've maybe even been guilty of this to some degree, is remembering the founding fathers to the point towards almost like a kind of worship. Um, and and that to me is is wrong because first of all, the founding fathers I don't think would even want that. They mm-hmm. were not perfect men. They were all very fallible, very imperfect men, uh, and and a lot of them have questionable parts in their history just like most people do right um but i think it's it's rather than remembering the founding fathers and going back to the founding fathers i think it's going back to the founding principles not necessarily the people but the principles that those people stood for um and and when we say get used to different Standing for those kinds of principles, standing for things like liberty, in this day and age, in an age of wokeism, is different. It might not feel different, but it is different because very much we are in those people that are that are liberty minded and want to, you know, pursue individual liberty and make sure that everyone has their freedom. You are different. You are very much different in the fact that a lot of people today and our government today don't care about those principles, don't care about those ideas. I literally had somebody on Twitter because I called uh, our Lord, Savior, President President Dr. Anthony Fauci, Ebenezer Scrooge, and somebody came on Twitter and said... um, Ted Cruz is more of an Ebenezer Scrooge than uh, Fauci and that Fauci deserves respect above, you know, Paul Lee Cruz, Glenn Beck, etc. And all I could do is laugh. All I could do is laugh because I mean, how, how do you, you don't respond to things like that and have a, a rational conversation, uh-huh. but that's the, the hilarity of, of a comment like that. People do not understand like, like without your freedom, what would you do? What would you do without your freedom? What would you do without your liberty? And so many people are willing to give that up. It's not even a principle for them anymore. Yeah, and, and you can and I'll give you a real world example of what we're talking about here. The Corona Bros and Corona Gals of the sports writing world. They're mm-hmm. a prime example of exactly what you just talked about because they're literally willing to give up their livelihoods, their freedom, their everything in the name of their panic porn and and fear, right? 
because they literally over over the break while we were gone, we watched you know um, league after league go through all of these COVID protocol situations and yada yada yada, right? And literally got into not an argument, but pointing out to one of the guys um, that I used to share a press box with um, that he needs to stop with the panic. And he goes from tweeting, uh oh, about the women's basketball game for Wisconsin getting canceled, right? Oh no, oh my God, panic, 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 to telling me that he's not a merchant of panic porn, right? And then um, a day later, less than 24, maybe 48 hours later, right? Um, the, the men's basketball game gets canceled for Wisconsin. And while covering that, he also manages to um, point out an issue at OSU, at Ohio State for the basketball program, um, and then retweet and um, you know like and pass along and quote tweet like 10, maybe 12 different stories involving uh, COVID-19, all of which is designed to induce a panic, right? And what do I do? I just simply call out the fact, look, dude, I don't care if, if you're covering the story for Wisconsin. That makes sense, right? You cover the Wisconsin Badgers. It's a story. I get it. But over the past 24 hours, I'm counting multiple times here where you're tweeting out stories that have nothing to do with this. And you tell me that you're not a merchant of panic. What is this designed to do other than to induce panic? And he misses the point completely in coming back at me on this and then refuses to deal with the main crux of the issue. Again, the issue is not you covering the story for Wisconsin because it's a Wisconsin story. It makes sense. It's what do you care about the rest of these stories? Why are you as a sports writer passing along more fear and more panic? What, what does that do? And you're literally cheering on the increased and in enhanced safety measures. You're literally cheering on all of the insanity which would then lead to what? Cancellations of games and the pause of seasons and all the stuff that was talked about over break, right? They literally are trying to sow fear and panic to the point where it will literally cost them their jobs. And most of them don't care. Most of them would actually cheer it on. Even when they tell you, you really think I would, I'd want to go on on furlough, blah, 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 blah. You are encouraging insanity in these leagues. You're literally saying, I don't want to care about my own liberty, my own freedom, and other people's liberty and freedom. I don't care about that. I want their freedom and my freedom stripped and my liberty stripped. Because they don't believe in liberty that you and I define, they believe in a progressive liberty, right? So that's what we're, and, and by progressive liberty, we're talking about a liberty based off of the ideas of social justice from 1860 and on. 
And this is something that we've highlighted when it comes to uh, Labor Day, right, and the union movement and how socialist that was. They believe in this progressive liberty, this, this collective liberty. And I think it's important to understand that. And so when we're, when we're talking about getting used to different, it is this idea that, folks, you don't control, and, and here's why I'm saying this, okay, get used to different. Because you don't control culture, you don't control education, that's for damn sure. Look at all the schools that are not in session today, or tomorrow if they get today off because of the uh, New Year's holiday. Look at all of society that has been locked down. Look at the mask mandates, look at the vaccine passport situations, right? Look at all of those things. And ask yourself, are you different from that thinking? Then take a look. Science, industry, politics. Who represents your thought in politics? I would argue other than Rand Paul, maybe Ted Cruz, maybe Mike Lee, maybe Justin Amash, maybe Thomas Massey about it you think madison cawthorn actually believes in liberty you think marjorie taylor green lauren bobert all of the new wave of conservative quote-unquote in congress believes in liberty they just believe in a different form of control believe in economic liberty. They don't believe in personal liberty. That's the reality. You're different. You are not in control of government. You're not in control. The people that think like you are not in control of government. They're not in control of local governments, state governments. They're not in control of culture. They're not in control of education. They're not in control of science, quote-unquote. They're not in control in industry either. In no aspect of our society do we control. So when I talk about getting used to different, it starts with a realization that you are different. Then it goes to, it's okay to be different. And then it's, why am I different? And then it's, these are the, the thought processes, the principles, the things that make me different, and it's okay. But how do I become a beacon of those differences and show people that my different way is the correct way, is the way that we should be going? Getting used to different isn't just, I'm different, woe is me. It's, I'm different, and I'm going to show you why my differences and why being different makes all the difference. Because, again, going back to the Founding Fathers, they were different, and they knew it. But they were okay with being different because they knew their principles. They knew the things that were timeless about mankind. And then they took them and made a difference in their society. They People forget, Pat, this is the biggest one for me, Less than 30% of the people 
in the colonies believed in revolution, believed in a split from Britain. Less than 30%. They were certainly, the founding fathers and those that were like-minded were certainly the minority of the time. Just like, I, I guarantee you this, we are the minority of our time. We are the counterculture. So when I talk about getting used to different, that's what I'm talking about. A realization and a and an ability to be comfortable in your own skin and be comfortable in the search for different. And as we go forward, we're going to highlight businesses. We're going to highlight themes and ideas and principles that not only make us different from today's world, but can also make a difference going forward. How do we take a principle like economic liberty, right, and push it forward? How do we become a beacon of that principle? How do we do it? It's by being different because the realization of normal quote-unquote society is that that they are pushing a different direction. They're pushing towards authoritarianism, both on the right and the left. They're pushing towards um, more cronyism, more oligarchy, more socialism, more of those things, right? We see it in our society. You can see the big differences, even in the church, right? You see less and less people identify as um, practicing Christians, right? You see less and less of that. The whole point in that, though, is they do it because they see a problem, right? And we have to present a solution while timeless in principles that is, in practice, different than the nostalgia that you might have. That's going to be the key here. So we're talking about things like um, not healthcare collectives per se, but um, guess what? If I paid $75 a month for a primary care physician, right? What if I paid $75 a month for that or $150 for my family or $300 for my family, right? What is your principle? What is your, you know, deductible that you pay? What is your premium amount that is taken into your um, out of your paycheck every month, right? Could be hundreds of dollars, could be five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars out of a pay out of paychecks per month, right? Depending on how many people are involved in your in your plan, right? And what your plan looks like. What if you could take that and throw it away and spend $75 and you go to the doctor and everything inside those four walls that happens is automatically covered? Is that not a different perspective on healthcare? You know, we, we need to highlight these things that look different in practice, but hold timeless principles. Because that timeless principle in healthcare is that a doctor and a patient relationship should be the most important thing. And we would argue, and a lot of people argue, even on the other side, that it doesn't exist today, that it's about paperwork. Their answer is more of that. And the more coverage, right? It's not get the hell out of the way of that relationship. So we need to highlight these things and show how they can work and how they are working throughout our society and think differently and show those principles. We have to do it. But with that said, Pat, um, let's have a little bit of fun here. 
um, as we talk about getting used to different. The one thing that's not different is we're going to have a lot of fun in 2022, and it's going to start with the B or not the B. Speaking of which, did uh, Ron Phillips ever pay you for last year? No comment. Because I, uh, yeah, you, 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 so, you have access to the same bank account I do, Pat. Yeah, so I, 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 I it's still zeros to me. Um, I just wanted to, to make sure that you you're not seeing anything different. So I, I guess my question is: Are we still going after real Ron Phillips's money, or are we going to you know switch it up and and you know get it from somebody else? Um, good question. I'm good well, either way. I'm okay. good either well, way. Well, let's think about that. Let's think about that. Well, but I mean, in, in any case, are you ready for today's headline? Do we, do we want to take it from Brad again? See, I mean, maybe that's a I little like, mean because, because, yeah. I, f- I feel like, I feel like Brad is almost just as bad as Ron. You know who we should take it from? Who? Izzo. Izzo? Why Izzo? What did he do? Well, I mean, he's Mr. Popular on the network. He's making, making the big bucks. So. Well, I, I could be okay with that. Yeah, he's making the big bucks here in the network. So how, how would how would he feel about us? Uh, you know, uh, taking his money though. He's not really taking it though. We're, okay, how would he feel about us winning his money? I don't know, and I don't care. That's what he would say. <laughs> so yes, we're we're gonna take Izzo's money. Izzo's money. All right. Well, let's take Izzo's money then. I'm I'm fine with that. As long as it's not like my money or your money. And feel free to tell them, by the way, that out there in Mojo Five O land. Yeah, feel free. Um, are you ready for today's headline? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, today's headline: New York State has declared racism a public health emergency. <laughs> New York State has declared racism. Uh a public health emergency. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, it's Monday. And it's Monday after a holiday break. I don't know about the rest of you, but whenever I'm going on a, a long break, like like coming like one we're just coming off of, I dread coming back to work and I dread not having the pick-me-up to get me through coming back to work. So if you're one of those people, I highly, highly recommend going to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It'll be the great pick-me-up for you. There's all sorts of different kinds of great coffee flavors over there for you to try, whether they be traditional blends or more of the experimental type. There's also different coffee drops and stuff like that, too, that you can try. Um, All you have to do is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com um, that's AmericanPrideRoasters.com, and you can actually support a small business. They are the official coffee of Mojo Five O, and supporting small business is part of what we are here as a network are about, and what we are here as the show of critical thinking is about is supporting those small um, kinds of businesses and promoting them as much as we humanly possibly can. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. New York State has declared racism as a public health emergency. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. 
This is not the B because Kathy Hochul is a socialist hellscape. Are you sure? Socialist demon. Yes, I'm 100% sure that this is not the B. Okay, well, you are correct, sir. Looks like you finally got rid of those uh, yips over the break because you were not doing so great there at the end. Um, but uh, you are correct. This is not the B. Uh, oh, look, the state of New York found a loophole for CRT. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared racism a public health crisis, signing an entire package of legislation aimed at addressing discrimination and racial injustice in the state. Yes, we are, are here we are, folks. We're about to jump right into 2022, and we have yet to read the terms and conditions. Here are some, here's some great news for Asian New Yorkers now that racism is an emergency. The, the new slate. Wait, 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 wait. That's mm-hmm. not the racism she's talking about. Um, are you, well, are you sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you see, um, <clears throat> they count as white to the woke set. Yeah. The, yeah. the AAPI. Which, uh, where did that come from, by the way? Uh-huh. Um, remember, I, out in California, in the progressive woke land of California, um, they consider them to be white. Well, according to this article, the new slate of laws address the need for comprehensive data collection on victims of violence and specifically Asian Americans and Pacific Islander communities that have been ravaged by hate crimes throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Also, Pat, legislation. Also, what? what? Um, uh-huh. I don't think they are going to like what comes out of that data collection. Probably not. Because what they're going to find is that um, it ain't white folk hating on AAPI people. They're going to find that most of the violent crime and hatred comes from mm. um, the black community yeah this isn't going to end well for them so but, what uh, are you going to do when you find that information out in your data mm-hmm. what are you going to do you're going to you're going to address that truth or are you going to uh sweep that under the rug and, and uh manipulate the data but uh pat um that's neither here nor there what is important mm-hmm. though is um your final thoughts don't get lost remember who you are no means no and apparently in 2022 everything is racist and go buckets. please be smart be safe be kind get used to different and as always matthew 547This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. 
Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.